Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. We're glad to be back with you for another study. Uh, we're going to be, st- we got a study about child of man or God. That's the title. That's the title, yep. Child of man or God. And so we're going to be having a study once again from the Bible, um, doing our best to interpret what God's telling us, instruction for us that we have. That's right. And um, so hopefully um, it's it's good to have you along for for our Bible study this evening. Um, I... I'll, I, as always, want to invite you to come worship with us here in Blackfoot um, at 10 o'clock uh, is, on Sunday morning is our class session, and 11 a.m. is our worship session. Um, we'd love to have you, 370 North Schilling, uh, Blackfoot, Idaho, on the way to Yellowstone, and uh, we'd love to have you uh, come visit with us, or if you live in Blackfoot, come and worship with us. Uh, we'd love to ha- have you and, and uh, worship God together. Uh, sing songs of praise and and uh, learn more about Jesus and His ways for us. Yeah, and so uh, and if and we're always open for a study, whether it's on Zoom, phone call. You want you want us to come to you within reason. I mean, if you're in Florida, <laughs> maybe better to or Zoom Alaska. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably start with a Zoom. Okay, uh, but but no, but we'll do it. Hey. Uh, we love to talk about God. We love to um, study with you. Um, and so the email is in the link of the podcast, um, truthinagapelove at gmail.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Um, we're also on Facebook. You can uh, find us there and send us a message on Facebook. Um, many ways uh, we'd, we'd love to, uh, to uh, um, interact with you about God's Word. So, what else, Dave? Uh, with that, I think we can just jump right into the study. Yeah. And, you know, everyone, um, <laughs> I've been told I'm a Bible nerd. I'm yeah. always open to studying. So, if you do have any questions, oh, just, yeah. I love digging into the Bible just because that's what I do. And so, uh, I well, still can't believe I get paid to preach, you know. Yeah. So. And I assume that's why everyone's here listening to us. Yeah, that's right. Because we love to to uh, strengthen our minds in God's word. And there's no there's no stupid questions. No. Um, so any questions you have, just just contact us. We yeah. love to we love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Are we ready to get going? Yeah, sure. Let's all see. What, let's see what our where our study leads us that's today. That's right. So as the title says, "Child of Man or God?" This is a this is a question that I want us to ask ourselves. Are you a child of man or are you a child of God? Because as it says in Galatians 1.10, Chad, are you there? Yeah, sure. Did you want to read Galatians 1.10? You bet. It says, For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Okay, so if we are a child of God, then you know what? We shouldn't care what man thinks about us. You know, we shouldn't seek to please them. Now, understand, we try to work with them to bring them to the Lord, but we don't twist the Word of God to please them. It is, this is what the Bible says, and this is what we, this is what we need to live by because Christ said it. And so, 
we should always seek to please God. And that is how we please God, by always going to His Word and changing our life to fit His Word. You know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like this. You know, uh, God has given us some policies to follow. Yep. And, you know, if it, in, in our uh, business world or our work world, I mean, I don't care if you're working at a gas station. Are there policies in place? Oh, yeah. What happens if you don't follow them? You get in trouble. Yeah. You get rolled up. You get yep. fired. If, if you keep doing it, if you, you get keep fired. Doing it, yeah. You get fired. Three strikes, you're out. You know, yep. like you read through some of the rules and you're like, man, I better really pay attention because if I do this three times, I'm going to lose my job. You That's know? right. Well, it's the same. It's the same with with God. He's given us these policies, and we we have so many examples through the Bible of of rules and laws given yeah. to us. If we don't follow them, then we're not we're not part of Him. Yeah. And, and we're not doing what he wants us to do. Therefore, we get fired. Yeah. Which means, you know, we don't get we don't get uh, to enjoy heaven with him. That's right. You know? you know, and you can also think of it like this. You know, if you're a parent or if you're a child, mm -hmm. everyone's a child of someone, right? Mm -hmm. But, of course, I'm speaking as a parent here. Are you going to be happy with your children if they just do everything that you don't? Tell them to do, mm. or tell them they do everything that you ask them not to do. <laughs> no, of course not. No, you're, you're not going to be happy. You're not happy at all with your kids, right? Well, the same is with our heavenly Father. If we don't do what He says, He's not going to be happy with us. And like you already said, Chad, that means that you're not going to be able to spend eternity with Him. Yeah, you you lose the reward. That's right. And you know, it's one of those things where I I like to say it like this or present it to my kids this way, it's a whole lot easier just to do what you're told than to resist it. It is. You know, like you have to work harder sometimes to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. Because, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, yeah. well, you got to cover something up or you got to tell a lie or yeah. whatever to do the wrong thing. If you just own up, Yeah. it's so much easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, or if, if, if you just do the dishes, okay? You know, just do the dishes, and then we don't have to have this conversation. You know, that's yeah. what I tell my kids sometimes. It's like, just do the chore that we ask you to do, and then all is well. And then you might get a praise out of it, you know? Yeah. You might get a pat on the back. Um, but if you resist it, it's just way more work Yeah, to do you're the gonna, wrong thing. You're going to get in trouble, yeah. and then you're still going to have to do the thing. Yeah. So just do the thing well, and yeah, avoid exactly. the trouble. It doesn't erase. Like, it doesn't relieve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it shouldn't relieve you from the job that's right parents make your kids do the job yeah you know don't cover for them because no. then they got exactly if what you they do wanted. it for them you just lost everything that's so, right but it, but anyways that's that's a whole nother yeah topic but 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 it's the same with god if you just do what god asks you to do it's a whole lot easier than that's resisting right. them and then you can call yourself a child of god yeah and and that's really what we're talking about this morning or sorry this evening rather mm -hmm. um Maybe I took a nap this afternoon. I don't know. <laughs> Swing shift. <laughs> Swing shift. But so that's what we're going to be talking about this evening. And so if you are a child of God, you must imitate God. You know, turn with me to Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. In Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, this is where we're going to be starting this morning. If you're listening in, please turn over there with us. Here it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love 
as Christ also had loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Mm-hmm. So notice how it says, as a child, we need to imitate our Father in heaven. You know, and as we see with our kids, we often imitate our kids, right? I know growing up, my dad, we called him the Energizer Bunny because when we got in trouble, he went on forever, it mm. seemed like. You know, um, a good example of this, one time my, my friend was over and we had spare tires from our bike. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a slight hill in our backyard with a fence at the end of it, a chain link fence. And so we were rolling the, the bikes down the hill and letting it hit the fence. Now, my dad came out. He could have very easily just said, guys, stop doing that because you're going to damage the fence. We would have stopped. You know, we weren't trying to cause damage. And uh, <laughs> it would have been the end of it. Mm-hmm. But instead, my dad sent my friend home. And he's, he sat me down for like at least two hours telling me so many ways why that is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and... And what was funny is he would say the same thing over and over again, just kind of reword it. (laughs) But hence the Energizer Bunny. He would just keep going and going and going, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, I I say that to say this. Now that I have kids, I actually catch myself doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And in fact, when when I first realized it, I just stopped in the middle of my tracks. I'm like... I did not see this coming. I am just like my dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. But then I also see our kids imitate Tamika and I, you know, and it's it's funny because they'll do something. I'm like, man, you are just like your mother. Oh, yeah. Or later it's like, man, that's something that I would totally do. <laughs> yeah. You know, they imitate us, and mm-hmm. that's because they're our children. Mm-hmm. So we naturally do that. Well, if you are truly a child of God then you're going to imitate God. That's why Paul, actually, in uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, you know, says something very similar to Ephesians 5, 1. He says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So here, Paul is telling us to imitate Christ. Not just because he wants you to, but rather it is because he imitates Christ. So we imitate Paul because Paul imitates Christ. So Paul is a good example for us because he is just like Christ. He, he's walking like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's... Because Christ is the only true perfect example for us. He is the only one that is righteous, and he is the only one that can make us righteous. And this is... Actually, what's interesting, when you look at verse 2 of Ephesians 5, you know, as as Paul here in Ephesians, he's telling us to walk in love. But notice why he's telling us to walk in love. He says, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ showed us how to love. And that's why we love, because Christ shown, has shown us how to love him. And, you know, the the next point that you look at is, did you have something to add to that real fast? Oh, no. I just, I think it's a big deal to imitate Christ. Yes. You know, and, um, you know, I have a friend on Facebook, 
um, that they were they were in line uh, at a Walmart, and as they, she's leaving, she's like, "Where'd the kids go?" Well, apparently there was someone behind them in a, one of those uh, electric scooters, the the wheelchair chairs yeah. with groceries in it, and the kids decided to help her get the stuff out and put on the belt, you know, just oh, on that's their so own. Thoughtful. Yeah. How many times do we miss those opportunities? Yeah. To just be helpful when you see something like that and just act on it. And good for them that they felt inclined to do that. Yeah. You just made someone's day. But also, you might have an opportunity to be Christ-like and maybe strike up a conversation with them. Just anyone that needs help, like maybe an old lady that's trying to get her trunk filled with groceries. Yeah, yeah. that's a good example. That, but how many times do we miss those? And yeah. and it's something that we need to work towards to be Christ-like. You know, I mean, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. That's right. You know, well, in class of people, that he was the That's teacher. That's the servant's job. Yeah, he was the teacher. It was not expected for him That's to right. do that. And so... Uh, and in fact, Peter says such. Yeah. I should be washing your feet. Oh, oh absolutely. And, yeah. and And so just finding those opportunities and looking for things where we can imitate Christ. Yeah. There, There's way more out there than we notice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those missed opportunities that perhaps we're not even thinking about. Yeah. Because we get caught up in our own. Well, and, and like you know, maybe world. someone's hitchhiking. That's pretty scary, right? Yeah. Like it's it's fifty fifty chance that <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be murdered or you know whatever. That's the thought that goes through your mind. Yeah. But you don't know. Maybe you'll spend an hour and a half with that guy and be able to tell him the gospel. Yeah. You know, get get talk about religion or something. You know, that's a very good point. Um, but. But but even just little simple acts at a grocery store or a restaurant, you see someone struggling, help them. Don't just watch them or video them. You know, yeah. Because <laughs> that's a new thing to do nowadays. You know, yep. and so it's it's a reminder for us all. And I'm glad that she posted that. Just her point was the same thing. You know. Yeah. Um, but it just being able to be Christ-like and imitate, just because. We are the we are his children, you know, and, and, and the, we, we get these examples and we read that's about right. them. And the the innocence of of children. That's why uh-huh. Christ says, "Yeah, you can't enter into the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven unless you become as mm-hmm. a as child." Children, yeah. You know, children. My kids have done kind of the same thing, and and it it throws you off because you're like, <laughs> "I should have done we that." Were, you we know? were sitting. Like, oh, we were sitting at uh, lunch yesterday. And there's four of us, you know, young, you know, we're, we're bigger guys, you know, I'm pretty tall. I'm bigger than I used to be around, you know, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're big, strong looking men sitting around this table. And this, this old lady comes up and she says, you guys are four young strapping men. You look pretty tough. And we're like, yeah, I guess. What? Yeah. What can we do? Um, I was wondering if you guys could um, open a jar or a jug of um, Roundup for me. Oh, yeah. Of Roundup. If you could open the jug for me. We're like, sure, you know. We're sitting in a restaurant, okay? (laughs) She goes out the door, goes to her car. We're watching her. 
<laughs> gets a jug of Roundup, comes back in, Mark ended up opening it for her. And she couldn't do it. You know? Yeah. Thank goodness she seeked out someone to help her. But, you know, you just never know where there's opportunities to do something. You could have been like, get away from us, old lady. You know? Yeah. Whatever. You could be rude to him. We're on our lunch break, man. Yeah, we're on lunch break. Good grief, you know? Be considerate. No one in my group would have done that. We're right. all very willing to help when called upon. <laughs> yeah. But but just, just those kinds of things that we see every day where we turn our nose up at people, we sh- shouldn't. We sh- That's Did right. Jesus ever turn his nose up or be rude to somebody? No. Mm-mm. Is it easy to be rude to somebody? Yeah, it's easier to be rude. It's to somebody. easier to be rude to somebody, yeah. and and so just being Christ-like, I think we need to focus on that, and and that's what we're talking about, because you have a choice whether to be a child of man, and so if you're rude and crude and whatever, that's what man does. You're a child of man, yeah. yeah. But God, you know, and Jesus, our example, uh, he came and lived on this earth, yeah, just as we tempted, just as we are. And help the poor. And help the poor, like... The weak and beggarly. The guy had no place to lay his head. He tells us that. Yeah. He didn't even have anything to, to his name. Yeah. Except the clothes that he wore. And um, so... But yet, uh, we are to imitate him, you know. And uh, something to bring out about Christ. As he laid his head, a pillow was, it was a stone, you know, a, a pillow of stone is... He, so he had a stone for a pillow. Right. Like you're bringing out. He didn't even have a bed. No. Nope. You know, and think of who Christ was. Mm-hmm. He is God. Yeah. He is He is God, and yet he lowered himself to that point to be the example for us to follow. Yeah. So if you ever get on your high and mighty horse, get off that horse. Yeah. <laughs> And get down on the ground where you belong. Yeah. You know, that's where your your savior was. Mm-hmm. He was on the ground serving. Yeah. You should, if possible, be lower than that. Which mm-hmm. it isn't possible because he was the lowest of the low. Yeah. And and he did that as an example for us. This is what you should do. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is actually brings about what a good boss does. Yeah. Because a good boss will work side by side with his employees. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to sit here and just stay in his stay in his office and be like, "No, you go do that thing." And mm-hmm. you know, given you have guys to do that, I'm gonna, but if there's there's a time where you're needed down yeah. there, you get down there in the dirt with them. Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you, there's a our bathrooms are in the break room, and I walked by. There's a big garbage at the corner, or when you come out the door. Yeah. And I seen where someone had pulled up the sides of the garbage, you know, because it's starting to overflow. Yeah. And just left it. So, like, it's like they pulled up the sides so that, <laughs> you know, and then left it. And, you know, I walked past it one time. Well, about an hour, hour and a half later, I got, you know, back at the bathroom again. And I walk, and I, I, I may have gone past it, like, three times. And I'm like, really? You know? Now, I have two choices. I could go grab someone and say, hey, take the garbage out. Yeah. You know? The time I spend doing that, I could have took it out myself, you know? Yeah. So, the third time, I was like, okay, whatever. And I grabbed it, pulled it out. And this is a big garbage, you know? It's a big one. The 50-gallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
went and got a bag because I know where those are. I put the new bag in, whatever, and I go packing this garbage across. And I get a, always get a few comments as I'm walking past everyone. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are like, oh, I was going to do that. No, no one really says that, but they're, they're just like, whoa, what, what's going on? Like, probably you them, I should have done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because, you know, I'm the one in charge, you know? Yeah. And so, But it's a job that needs done, you know? Yeah. We ought to be careful um, that you don't... Um, Put yourself on a pedestal too much. Yeah. You Think know? too highly of yourself. Just the, if something's done, just do it, you know? Yeah. And 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 the same as, as religious people, okay? Um us is a little is it is it easy for us, you know, so let's make application here, okay? Because is is it easy for us to be like, Man, I've been a Christian for twenty five years. There's nothing you can teach me, you know? <laughs> what whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Just uh we can put ourselves on a high horse too. And and think we're better than everyone else. Well, that's a dangerous place to be. That's right. And that's what we're talking about. We should be apt to um, be able to teach whoever needs teaching. You know, do whatever th- needs done. Something that needs done as a Christian and acting as a Christian that needs done. Like right. Being different from other people. Um, and. Guys, I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> you know, I, this is an application that I think every one of us needs to work oh, on. Oh, yeah. We all have some... We can all do better. Yeah. We can all do better, okay? Um, and and like I said, when I tell stories about that, I'm not trying to brag or nothing. It just reminds me... Uh, this reminds me of those things in my life, you know, that happen. And am I perfect every time in my workplace? No. It's too easy to put yourself on a pedestal. Yeah. It it really is. So I'm constantly trying to bring myself to down to yeah. A, a, a average like just a natural level, okay? Yeah. Um and and as Christians we need to do the same thing like uh as we get out into the world we can be like you didn't know that? Like if you're if you're studying with someone about <laughs> Jesus, you know. Yeah. What? You don't know who Daniel is? Daniel in the lion's den? Yeah. Are you crazy? Like, what do you live in a cave? You know, well, and, and <laughs> don't I, be that person. Yeah. Okay, like and, <laughs> you have to put know your Lord, know His word. You right. Know? Yeah. And, and so we we have to um, we have to be willing to take someone from nothing and teach them the gospel and yeah, or or be that good example as best we can. And and I, and it, it all starts with imitating Christ. You that's know? right. And you know. Another thing that Christ did to kind of talk about what you did, and this is kind of off topic of the the lesson, but Christ would take them from where they are. Yeah, you know, He would never criticize him, criticize someone because they weren't where He thought they should be. Yeah, take them from where they are, and and take them closer to the Lord. Yeah, you know, I came across someone who who was a Christian for like twenty years. Yeah, they didn't even know there was a first, second, and third John. Yeah. Now I could have like. Are you kidding me? Like you don't know that really? Oh, yeah, yeah. But but you're that's fine. Just be like, well, yeah, it's actually towards the end yep. and just be as kind as you can because that's what Christ did. Yeah. He was kind and long suffering. And, and so just yes. be like Christ. Kind and, and, and long suffering. Bring him closer. Yeah. You know, and the, you can be a good example to your to your children at home. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I say, 
I have children so that I don't have to do the chores around the house anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. which, but there's times where, <laughs> there's times, yes, they have their chores, you know, and sometimes um, my oldest does the dishes, right? And so she cleans off the plates, she puts them in the dishwasher, and then washes them. Well, sometimes she doesn't look around and gather all the dishes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we make her do it, but other times, just being nice, and I'm like, you know what? It's not beneath me. Mm-hmm. I still do the same things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll still help you out, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times she's already in bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Get out of bed. And finish <laughs> it but it's like, you should be the, the one to say, no job is beneath me. Yeah. I still do it. Yeah. Even though it's your job, it's okay. No job is beneath me. You know? I'm the one that takes the trash out. That's my job, yeah. right, in, in mm-hmm. the house. That doesn't mean that I don't do laundry sometimes. I don't do... Nothing's beneath me. I still clean. Yeah. I still do everything. Yeah. I don't do it all the time, but sometimes you need to be that example of nothing's beneath me because mm-hmm. you don't know how how impactful that is to your children, too. You know, if you have children, that, that makes a big impact on them. They're like... All right. Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess I can do it. Yeah, and we're given the example. You know, I'm I'm thinking of the the uh, the sinner praying. The I can't remember who is a Pharisee or what. The Pharisee and the tax collector. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, just their attitude, his attitude, and the and the tax collector's attitude. Um, we don't want to be like the Pharisee. That's right. And uh, and we're, we're giving those examples for a reason. That's part of imitating Christ, is yep. is trying to be like that and not, you know, some of the greatest examples are what not to do. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, we see it all the time. It's like, well, I'm not doing that, you know. And uh, so sometimes those are the best examples. <laughs> so I'm starting to notice this with my younger daughter. Mm-hmm. So my older daughter will get in trouble. Mm-hmm. The younger daughter sees that. Yeah. She, yeah. She gets okay. in a good mood. Not and she's doing like, that. all right, you know. Yeah. Because sometimes she'll get in trouble because she won't accept her punishment. Mm-hmm. And then she drags around angry mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. you know, an hour. And it's like, knock it off. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she gets in trouble again. Yeah. Well, the younger one sees that she's getting in trouble for her, for her bad attitude. Mm-hmm. So she cheers up and she's like, hi, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. there anything I can do for you? She learns from their mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what made me think of that. I think uh, it was the Sears Tower or the Eiffel, or uh, not Eiffel, um, Empire State Building, I think it was, was built during the Depression. And um, there, there were people lined up to get a job every day. Just lined up, okay? Yeah. So everyone working on that job is looking at that line going, I could be replaced. Yeah. You know that thing was built so good and so fast because the, they knew if they messed up, they're out. That's right. The next guy's in. You know, Somebody's always wi- willing to replace you. Yeah, so, um, you know, a little motivation. Yeah. I don't... And Do you have... Did you ever see the pictures of them building that? Yeah. Like, they're on a beam. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not tied off. The, the most iconic... Eating lunch, and it's like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, and I've actually been up in it. Um, the Empire State Building, and I'm telling you, it's up there. Man, you I can, can only see imagine. for miles. How high is it? Oh How many man, I don't it? remember. It's it's up there. It's you can see the whole city. Oh man, I mean, you, you're the tallest 
I think it's the tallest building now. That's the, so incredible. Well, no, the the the, the, the Freedom tallest. Tower. The Freedom Tower is taller. Okay. But uh, it's it was the tallest building for a long time, but it's up there. Man, can you imagine falling off that? Oh no. Oof. There's yeah. You'd have time to think about it before you hit. Yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> had time to wish you had a parachute, Anyways, you know? Yeah, we're getting way <laughs> off topic, folks. Sorry about that. It's just how it is sometimes. But So to get back on topic here. We were talking about imitating Christ. Yeah. I don't know how the, how the Empire State Building fit into that. But well, anyway. Yeah, it's just being accountable for your actions, you know? Yeah. That, that's that's kind of what brought that up. Being is, willing to do what, what is needed and asked. Yep. You know, and... Christ, that's actually what made him the perfect sacrifice. Well, and I, I think just to add to that, um, God's always watching. You're not going to hide anything yeah, from him. Yeah, very He's good always watching. And so, you know, keep that in mind. You know, that's like always having the boss in the room looking over your shoulder. Yeah. You know, because th- basically that's what's going on. Yep. So that's a very good point because you always work best when your boss yeah. is around you, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to slack off. You're not going to do any of that. Mm-hmm. Well, remember. God is always looking at you. Mm-hmm. You can't hide from God. He already knows. And so, but being that perfect example, that's actually what made Christ that perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here in the in the context of Ephesians 5, 2, it says, as, he, as Christ gave himself for us, it says, in offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. What made Christ... Christ sacrificed a sweet aroma to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It was, it was the fact that He willingly gave it. Yeah, He willingly gave Himself. It wasn't like, oh no, I'm caught. I guess I will. No, He willingly gave Himself. That's that is the deepest kind of love that can be shown, and He knew what kind of suffering he was going to go through yeah and yet he still willingly went that's what made it such a sweet aroma to the lord ephesians 4 32 yeah and and ephesians 4 32 is also showing this do you want to read that yeah sure and be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as god in christ forgave you so that's huge right there. his sacrifice was so sweet mm-hmm. that god forgives us through Christ. Mm-hmm. And notice, it is God in Christ forgives you. So only when you are in Christ are you forgiven of your sins. And then notice, as I was just talking about, both in Ephesians 4.32 and Ephesians 5.2, God is not asking us to do something that He Himself already has not done. Mm-hmm. Just like what we were talking about earlier, Chad. Yeah, it was that example You're for the us. boss, and yet you were taking out the trash. Yeah. You did everything that you're asking your guys to do, mm-hmm. right? Nothing is beneath you as the boss. God is the most powerful being, and yet he sent his son down, and Christ willingly became the lowest to be the perfect example for us to follow, and then willingly gave his life. Well, and... And Jesus knew we had a problem with this yeah. as men. That's right. And women. And that's why he gives us so many examples. Uh, the parable, um, uh, the, uh, now it left me. The Good Samaritan. Right. Okay. Yep. 
the Good Samaritan uh, is something that everyone knows of the story, it seems like. Yep. Because sometimes things are called Good Samaritan or whatever. It's referred right. to a lot. Because yeah. if you go and help on a, a accident or something, you're a Good Samaritan. Okay? That, that's yeah. what you're referred good to. Yep. Good Samaritan stopped and, you know. So it's stuck really good, the Good Samaritan. The thing is, he knew that we have dis- we have discrimination issues. Yep. It's just a natural instinct for man to turn your nose up at somebody. Oh, it's a lowly whatever, you know. And and it was a priest and a Levite, yeah, right? That's right. That that passed them up. Someone that you would expect to help. They were God's children that should have stopped to help. Yeah. And, and they, then the they lowly, passed on the other side to avoid them. Yeah, and like like oh, I didn't see that, you know. I didn't see that. You know, and and Jesus gave us that example. It was a parable that Jesus gave us. Yeah. He knew that we needed help with that. Okay? That's why he gave us those examples, and that's why he is our perfect. That's why we shouldn't imitate him. That's right. He, he used those those examples for us so that we can work on ourselves, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, so it's, an, it's a natural instinct that we, we have to work, and we can help each other on. That's right. Know? Very good point. And, you know, but as God is telling us to be righteous. Yeah. It is because Jesus was righteous first. Yeah. You know. He was that example. That's right. You know, and Jesus also never went outside of the Father's will. Mm-hmm. You know, we see in John five nineteen, Jesus is speaking here in John five nineteen, and 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 it says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing from or nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Here Christ is saying he imitates the Father. He is the Son of God. And if we want to be called a Son of God, we must imitate our Heavenly Father, just as Christ imitated the Heavenly Mm -hmm. Father. And so imitating God is very important to be called a child of God. you got to act like Him. And then uh, another point that we're looking at, if you want to be called a child of God, you must be a living sacrifice. Now, turn over with me to Romans 12, 1 and 2. Here's where we are called to be a living sacrifice. Chad, are you there by chance? Yeah. Did you want to read that? Sure. Romans 12... One and two. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay. So as a child of God, now we cannot make the same kind of sacrifice Christ did and have it mean anything. Because let's not forget, the kind of sacrifice that Christ made was He was also fulfilling Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so, He needed he needed to go through this. Um, as we see Christ make that sacrifice, 
Notice the willingness in Matthew 26, 53 and 54. And this is right after Peter cut the ear off of that man. Christ put it back on and, and he turns to Peter. And as he's talking to Peter, notice what he says. He says, or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? How then could the scripture be fulfilled that it must happen thus? Christ had to fulfill scripture. And Christ's suffering was fulfilling scripture. You know, and we see that from Isaiah 53, Psalm 22, you know, prophesying about his suffering and prophesying about the the pain that he was going to endure. He had to fulfill Scripture in order to give us hope of eternal life. And that willing sacrifice. But notice as he's talking to Peter, he says, Do you think that I cannot now call more than 12,000 yeah. angels? A legion of angels is a thousand. So yeah. Christ could have called over 12,000 angels to help him. One thing that always cracks me up is he put the guy's ear back on. Yeah. And they still... Like, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And and yet... they and I'm still going to sacrifice I'm you telling that. you, they oh, should have believed him that he could call 12 legions of angels. Oh, yeah. Because he did that. Yeah. You know, and... And he could have, but he chose not to. Yeah, and if you think about it, that's probably one of the things that was the most confusing thing for the apostles... Um, was that he was allowed to be crucified. You yeah. Know, to, the, the, they didn't understand that it wasn't a physical kingdom, it's a spiritual kingdom. That's right. But that was hard to figure out for them at the in the moment. It, it would be for me, you know, that why aren't we fighting? Why aren't we resisting this persecution? Well, and you know what's funny is it's almost like the apostles were clueless most of the time. Yeah. Not... And, and I don't want to make it come across like I'm trying to say that they, no, but they should have known. To fight. He, they, th- I don't think they should have known. It was just the fact that they didn't understand. They didn't grasp it. Yeah. That's why Peter's like, I'll die with you, Lord. Yeah. They're not going yeah, to go, sacrifice man. He's, you. Yeah. He's ready to fight. Let's go. And it's like, but this is fulfilling scripture. Mm-hmm. And now, can you imagine looking at the Old Testament, mm-hmm. looking at all the prophecies, and then not having the New Testament? You know how many of them would be confusing? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, what does this mean? What does that mean? You know, what does Isaiah 53 mean? Just like the, the Philip and the eunuch. The eunuch was reading Isaiah 53, and he was confused. You know, that's a perfect example. I think all of us would be confused. And, and so as Christ is fulfilling Scripture, as this is happening, you don't know what Scripture he's fulfilling until... After it happens, and then you go back and and start looking at it, right? Mm -hmm. But turn over to Matthew 5, 17 and 18. Here's something that we... The the point I'm making, so we might as well read this. This is Christ and his his Sermon on the Mount. His, His Sermon on the Mount was Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But in Matthew 5, 17 and 18... Christ is speaking. He says, Do you think that I I came to destroy the law or the prophets? 
I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Yeah. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. So one jot or one tittle uh, in the in the Hebrew text, it would be equivalent for us to have, it would be dotting our I's and crossing our T's. So not one dot or one cross of the T would pass from the law until all is fulfilled. So that's why Christ had to fulfill the suffering and the the sacrifice that he had to make. He could have called 12 legions of angels. Now understand, one angel could have freed him. One angel could have done the job, but he could have called 12 legions to destroy the earth because without Christ, we have no hope of eternal life. Without the sacrifice of Christ, we would have no hope of eternal life because Christ, even as he, he himself said, we cannot go into a new law until Christ fulfills the old law. And so, you know, going back to verse 54 of Matthew 26, when he says, how else could the scripture be fulfilled? Mm-hmm. It must happen thus. Jesus could have very well said, you know, talking to Peter, how else can you have hope of eternal life? I have to fulfill this scripture or else you have no hope of eternal life. You know, and we know that Christ fulfilled scripture because when you turn over to John 19 verse 30, this is where Christ is hanging on the cross. And he has, so he has already been beaten humiliated, mocked, hung on the cross, and now, right before he's about to die, in verse 30 of John 19, says, When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Christ said, It is finished, meaning his work on this earth is done. He has done everything that the Father gave him to do. Mm-hmm. The Father gave him work to do, and Jesus fulfilled it all. So, mainly, you know, fulfilling Scripture and living perfectly. That's what Christ's work was on this earth. And his work was done. And now that it's done, our work begins. So, our sacrifice, if we sacrifice ourselves the same way Christ did... It would be for nothing. It would be in vain. Because we don't have scripture that we need to fulfill. Yeah. Only Christ did. So our sacrifice has to be a living sacrifice. Yeah. And a living sacrifice takes dedication every single day. It is a daily living sacrifice. Well, and, and we keep going back to this, you know, we're not trying to be sticklers about it. Um, but I love, and we talked about this in our class on Sunday. I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, I love the story of Naaman. Okay, that's right. With his leprosy, because it, it it just it translates to what we have to do today. Okay, we have to follow every instruction that we're given, that God gives us. We can't take away or add to. Yeah. Because when we look at Naaman, uh, Isaiah, I think it was, told him, go actually told his servant to tell him it was a, it was the prophet elisha oh elisha sorry elisha yeah sorry I get, 
if, if I'm not fresh on it, I just <laughs> right. I, I forget <clears throat> names and stuff. But but anyways, he he uh, tells his servant to tell him go dip seven times in the Jordan River. Yeah, and he was he was irate. He was frustrated because it wasn't how he pictured it in his mind, which happens to us someday. Oh yeah, all the time. It, this this whole religion thing, probably if we were to come up with something, it wouldn't. It wouldn't look anything like, you know, we'd have a totally different idea. And, of course, we see what happens in religion. It gets totally turned around where it's not even, you know, Bible study anymore. anymore. Yeah, you yeah. can't even recognize it. That's what happens when we get involved. But his servant convinced him, Naaman, hey, if he would have told you something elaborate, would you not have done it? Yeah. So why not try this out? And guess what he did? And his skin was like a baby's skin. He was cured of his leprosy, which was something that he couldn't be cured of. Right. There was, and the only way that it happened is by following exactly to a T the instruction that the prophet gave him. If he stopped after dipping six times, yeah, his leprosy wouldn't have been. That's placed. right. It was after he obeyed. Yeah, after he obeyed. You know, and there and, was action on his part that he had to do. And we can all sit here and try to ask ourselves, how can dipping? As he said, a dirty Jordan River. Sure, you know we come up with we, all kinds of excuses. How can dipping in a Jordan River cleanse leprosy? Yeah, it wasn't the river that cleansed them; it was God. Yeah, you know, just like how can baptism wash away our sins? Yeah, it isn't the water; it's, it's God. the action. It's the action. It's the, the obedience. obedience. The obedience. That's right. It's obeying the Lord. Yeah, you know, and. And like you said, when man gets involved, that's why we have over 200 denominations, Christian denominations, just in the U.S. Yeah, and if you don't like what your boss says, you can't go to the 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 um, human resource department, okay? God has no human resource department that you can go and complain to, okay, to get your way. That's right. <laughs> it's but not going to work. He doesn't need that because he's, he's the perfect. That's right. He's the perfect. Everything he's given us is perfect. That's we right. We can do it. We Your boss will never be perfect. No, no, God no. Is. No. You, God is perfect. He's given us a perfect way to become a Christian. Yep. To work as a Christian. It's beautiful. It's yeah. it's a it's like clockwork, you know? And if we pull one thing out, it isn't gonna work. That's right. Or if we add one thing in, it's not gonna work. It's not his it's not him. That's right. And, and you know and so our sacrifice is a is a daily sacrifice. Mm-hmm. To live holy and yeah. acceptable to the Lord. Yeah. And and notice the only way that you can be acceptable to the Lord is if you're holy. Yeah. You know, and and like you're you're bringing out, Chad, God is not asking too much of us. No. As as it ends in Romans twelve one, it says, "Which is your reasonable service?" Sure, reasonable service. It's He's not, not that asking hard. too much. Yeah. He's not. It would be asking too much of us mm-hmm. if he expected us. To live perfectly so we don't have sin. Mm-hmm. To to be right with Him. Mm-hmm. That's too much. Yeah, He knew it was too much. That's why His Son came down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lived perfectly. Because, you know what? Even in the Old Testament, the high priests weren't perfect. No. The high priests made the same mistakes. The best advice they could give you is do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. You know? So they could be guilty of the exact sin that you are. But yet, God called them to be the high priest. So, But first, they had to sacrifice for their sin 
before they could start making the the offering for other people's sin. Yeah, you know because they were full of sin themselves, mm-hmm. and so. Christ is the perfect example, which makes him the perfect high priest. Mm -hmm. And he is of the order of Melchizedek, as it talks about in Hebrews 7, which also means, if you don't know anything about Melchizedek, he had no record of his beginning, no record of his end. So it was almost like a forever priesthood. It's a never-ending priesthood. That's the priesthood that Christ is about. He is the high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. So he is high priest forever. So as he is on the right hand of the Heavenly Father on high, making intercession for us, he is still our high priest. Mm -hmm. And he still reigns today. Mm -hmm. So we don't need a watchtower. You know, we don't need some earthly man being the way. Because Christ is still there. He's still living and still reigning. When you start adding things, that means you don't think it's perfect. That's right. You think that something That's a perfect, very good point. You think something perfect needs more. And what happens when we do that today? It, it gets worse. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I think about an app update, okay? Okay, something that's perfect, that's worked for you, now all of a sudden is totally different. Yeah. Like a, a, a phone app or a computer a computer program someone took something perfect and is like i'm gonna make this better and they didn't dude how many times do you get an update <laughs> oh yeah that screws everything up i got an update on a drawing program that i like to use on my phone oh, for taking notes and i don't know where any of the buttons are i'm like what's going on you know i'm yeah. like why did you change this it worked perfect <laughs> you know that, so that makes me think and so anytime we we're like well we got a better idea we know what we're gonna do to, to convert people we're gonna do something different here that means you don't think what god gave us is perfect yeah you're you're turning your you nose don't have up. faith in god yeah you don't have faith in god you're you're either impatient and you know i get impatient um we're if we're, computers are the worst it's like you you're like come on do it you know Click this button, click this button, click this, and then you get the blue circle. You're like, come on, come on. Like, yeah. that, you know, it, um, it's not perfect, but we get impatient. Um, and we get impatient as Christians, too. We want, we want everyone to come to Christ, right? Yeah. We get impatient, but God has his plan. He's made it perfect for us. And he also tells us that there's many who are going to reject it. That's right. You know? So yeah. we just got to do the best we can, keep it perfect, don't change God's word. That's right. Just so you can gain more people. You know, you, know, Matthew, you can't do that. Yeah, Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Tim brought this out in class. Your brother-in-law, Tim, came to visit yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, did they make it back safe, by the way? Yeah, they did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew 7, 13 and 14 says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go and buy it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. His point was, did God make it difficult, or did we? Yeah. We made it difficult. God didn't. He just says, do this, and you'll live. But then we get in our head... I think it'll be better to do this. Yeah. Or, you know, time has changed, so now we need to cater to what man wants. <laughs> oh, you know, I and know. it's like I know. who are you seeking to please? Well, and I think the example was brought up of Noah. Noah preached for eighty years, ninety years. Yeah. 
trying to hundred years trying to convince everyone that they were not fo- not godly. Yep. It was the the wickedness was just so bad that God was just going to kill everyone. Yeah. Get just get rid of them. And only eight souls were saved. Yep. You know. And that's that's the part that uh really opens the eye. Mm-hmm. Because in in uh, First Peter, he's called the. It says that he was a preacher of righteousness. Sure, you know, in First uh, Peter three, he was a preacher of righteousness. So he was preaching for that long, and got nobody but his family. Mm-hmm. You know, I get discouraged sometimes. Sure, when I go do. on like four or five Bible studies, and I get, you know, I get turned away, I get rejected. Yeah, you know, and and my wife is very good. She reminds me. Well, it could be like Noah. Yeah. And it's like... Noah's a great example. Right. Noah's an... Uh, I'm sure his reputation with all those people is like, look, the, the nut on the hill building <laughs> He needs to go boat. to the loony bin, you know? Like, he needs to... Doesn't yeah. he know the ocean's over there, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is he thinking, yeah. you know? And so... Um, but 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 Noah obeyed God, That's you know? Right. And, and he tried to get... You know he tried. You know he worked every day. Yeah. To to try to convince those people that they were weren't right in and God's how, sight. How how much would we get discouraged and how much you know but that's why we can't we can't um base success off of what we think. Yeah. It's about what God says, about what God thinks. Well and, and we gotta take care of our ourselves and our number and encourage one another. You know, like and w- those are all instructions that we're given. That's right. You know, in his word, um, to to be a Christian. To encourage, build up one another, study his word like we're doing tonight. You yep. know, and um, you know, that's part of, of being a Christian as well. Like you said, success we don't know how he measures success. Yeah. Success might just be in us. You know? Success might be that we just stood for the truth. Yeah. You know, and and that's something that we don't understand. You know, maybe God put us in that in that position not to not to bring them to Christ, but rather to see if you would stand for Christ. Yeah. Now you you also have the the other side of it, you know, because we always like you said, Chad, we just want everyone to come to the Lord. Yeah. Well, we don't know their heart. Our job is to plant the seed and water. Mm-hmm. God adds the increase, not us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think we're not successful if we're not adding the increase. It's not on us. That's yeah. on God. Yep. We just preach Christ. And, That's right. and we, we we do everything we can to come across loving. Yeah. Imitate Christ oh, as man. we're doing it. There's a lot we can work on, Dave. Oh, yeah. A lot. You know, I mean... Just coming out and, Chad, you're a heathen sinner. <laughs> That's not going to bring you to Christ. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you're just going to get upset. Work on our presentation. We're always trying to study, okay, what can we do to spread the gospel? What can we do, you know, so work on those things. Work on That's our right. presentation. Work on, you know, handing a verse to somebody. Sometimes just writing a verse on a piece of paper and saying, here, check this out. Yeah. You know? That is being the living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Trying to... Trying to be like Christ and, and imitate Him, be like Him, love the way He loved, you yeah. know, and and like we're saying, this is not too much for us. Mm-mm. God is not asking too much of us. In fact, let's face it, God 
has done so much more than we deserve, right? He's done more than yeah. we could ever do. Oh, yeah. So he, he's not asking us to even meet him halfway. No. He's like, dude, I came 90% of the way. You come 10. Yeah. He's, he's given us the way. And then we have his mercy and his grace that allows us back into his good grace. I seen a thing, just speaking of that, I seen a thing. Uh, it was a post on Facebook. And it said, imagine being um, the souls that, that saw persecuted and killed. The Christians that saw persecuted and, and killed. Yeah. Um, celebrating and welcoming, welcoming him into heaven. That's right. That's how beautiful it is. Yeah. The, the ones that he, and he did everything in good conscience, he said. Mm-hmm. You know, he persecuted Christians. Christians died because of him. Stephen, those yeah, those those same Christians welcomed him in. That's right, rejoicing when when he passed because, on. That's right, because they were trying to bring him to the Lord. Yeah, you know that was their goal. That's and that's still our goal. That's our mission is yeah. to bring people. And to so, the Lord. no matter what you've done in this life, it's still not too late. That's right to 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 turn away from that. And and become a Christian. It's never too late. As long as you got the breath of life in you, it's, it's never, never too late. Too late. But don't take your breath of life for granted. Yeah, that's something that that we also see today. Like, uh, at a more convenient time. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. I'm in the middle of sinning, and I don't want to <laughs> give that up. So after um, I'm done wanting to sin, then I'll come. You know, expecting that there's going to be a tomorrow. Yeah. You know, my my dad when he when he goes to talk to people, he he if you knew God was coming in two weeks, how long would it would you prepare to meet him? You know, and then let's say they two weeks, you know, I, I need two weeks to prepare to meet him. Okay. How much time do you need to prepare <laughs> if you don't know when he's coming? Yeah. You know, you think you have two weeks. You may not have it already. Yeah. You may only have one day. You need to be prepared. Second uh, Timothy 2, um, 15. 15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. One of the things that is difficult, like in the workplace or, or in our lives and in my life, is motivation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's sometimes tough to get them out. You're sitting there, you got a project you need to do, and you're like, "But man, this is so comfy just sitting here." You know, the worst is after lunch. Oh, oh lunch man. is horrible, and and like having the motivation, and and I'm the kind of guy who needs a deadline. Okay, I got to get this quote done by today. Yeah, you know, so I got to buckle down and get it done. You know, um, or you know, you're going on a trip and you got to get something done before you leave. You know, or <laughs> The house needs clean, so you invite people over. Whatever it is, okay? <laughs> yeah. I need some motivation, all right? That's right. Well, what better motivator than God's Word for us? Yeah. You know, like you said, we don't know when when the day is going to end. Like, we could get in a car wreck on the way home tonight, Dave. Yeah. I mean, we've seen with uh, uh, our brother, um, Sean um, Kavanaugh. Kevin. Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh. Um, he he was leaving a uh, a uh, lectureship. 
got T-boned in the intersection and passed away. Yeah. And, you know, what a sad state of affair. But he was already, he's a Christian. He's he's working. He's, you know, and we, you That's know, God right. will be the judge. But all indications are that he's in a better place now, you know. Cavender. Cavender, yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, and, and you've made the comment, I'll see you tonight unless I get a better offer, you know? Yeah. I can't remember who that came that, from. That was uh, Bobby Holmes. Okay, yeah. He always said that. Because, that was... guys, we don't know when when our time is up, you yep. know? And so we have to be diligent to present ourselves approved to God. And another, another question to ask along with this passage that you're talking about, you know, um, like what my dad says, you know, not only how long would it, would you take to prepare? Yeah. But how would you prepare? Yeah. Are you going to take the thoughts of man mm-hmm. and prepare off of what they think about God, or are you going to go to the Word of God Himself Yeah. and ask, God, how do you want me to serve you? Yeah. You know, Matthew 15. Okay, that's our last one. Okay, Matthew 15. we're out of time. 8 and 9. A good place to end here. Okay. 8 and 9. Matthew 15, 8 and 9. Uh... Starting verse 8, it says, and this is Christ speaking. He says, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Yeah. Yep. They're teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. So they're mm-hmm. holding the commandments of men as equal to the word of God. And they praise Christ, praise with their lips and their mouth. Yep, and notice how Christ Himself says, "You worship me in vain." Yeah, but their heart is away far from, from, far me. from me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter the zeal you have if it is not according to God's word. Yeah. it's in vain. You can put Christ's name on anything. Yeah, but if your heart is not right, if you're not doing what God wants you to, and your heart's not in the right place. Yeah. You you could be at church and your heart's not in the right place. That's right. That that's what happened to the the church at Ephesus, I believe in in Roman in Revelation two. Yeah. You know he says you're doing everything right except you have left your first love. Yeah. And they were told to repent and come back to their first love. Mm-hmm. Remember where he had fallen and repent. Yeah. Come back to your first love. So yeah. they were doing everything right. If your heart's not there, again, it's in vain. Mm-hmm. So we have to have the love of the Lord, not just doing it because we're commanded. Yeah. You know, oh, I guess I'll be nice to you, Chad, because I <laughs> have to. Yeah, right. I want to be nice to you, mainly because you're just a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. <laughs> but, but we're striving to work with one another. We're striving to unite with one another because that's the way God wants us to be. And we all have things to work on. You, you right. have to recognize that. It's a it's a constant job. It's a constant battle and yep. you know, sometimes we're going to have bad days. And we're a uh, group of imperfect people seeking to be perfect. Yeah, and so certainly things that I have to work on, you got to work on Dave. That's right. Um and and so we, here, there you go, folks. We're, we're done with the study, and we all got something to work on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but we really appreciate you. I've enjoyed the study. Uh, yes. I know Dave has, and uh, we've enjoyed you being with us. We appreciate you listening to us. Like, subscribe, give us a share. If you subscribe, there's a little X in the upper right-hand corner. Maybe if you're using something else. But there's a little subscribe button. You can subscribe, and then your phone will let you know when there's a new episode and we appreciate you listening we'll see you next time thank you guys